Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Previously on A New Winter. I looked down into the darkness, and there, covered in snow, were the skeletons of a dozen or so bodies. What made me more terrified than anything is that they were children. This is episode 20 of A New Winter. The sun was burning intensely in its fleeting moments of the day, and I wanted to be as far away from that place as possible. Incredibly, I wanted to reach the Stockwell Farm, ASAP, which really revealed the traumatising events of what just happened. If a strange murder site would be my salvation. As I ran through the forest, I noticed signs on trees. There were arrows etched into the wood, bits of wood just hanging off where it had been chipped away, meaning it was fresh. Someone was leading me to a way out. Or maybe a trap. From how lost I got last time, I decided that I'd been helped thus far and should continue my run of luck. So I followed the signs. After a half hour of a decent pace, the forest started to clear and I saw that I was on a main road. In the distance was a pub and I knew whomever was my secret saviour had wanted me out of there before the night had fallen. By the time I entered the pub, the sun had said its final farewell and I was safe. I called the local police in the pub and asked Inspector Dubridge to come and get me. I didn't want to tell him what happened over the phone, mainly because the pub owner was eyeing me suspiciously when I asked for the inspector, so I didn't dare let on what was happening. Dubridge turned up about 45 minutes later, got himself a drink and sat down. I must have looked terrible because the concern on his face was evident. You right, mate? What happened? I... I found somewhere and I lowered my voice. I went to the Stockwheels. What were you doing there? He asked. Look, don't worry about that just for now. I saw some tracks leading back to the forest in the fresh snow, so I followed them. Jesus, that's dangerous. What the hell's wrong with you? Why are you always going steaming in every time? I could see he was starting to get angry. Look, I said, staring him straight in the eye. You asked me to help you, didn't you? And as far as I know, I haven't done anything illegal. 
Yeah, and that's as far as I know, he laughed. Whatever, I brushed his comment off. I can't help but think the reason I'm in the middle of everything is because I'm the only one that's trying to find out what actually happened to Kate, and I'm trying to find Jackie. Dubridge sat back. Ugh. He took a large gulp of his beer. Jackie Fair, isn't this angel that you think she is? In fact, she's pretty much the opposite. Hmm, I thought. What do you mean? Well, what the hell is that supposed to mean? Look, look, don't get angry. She's she's just a nasty piece of work behind closed doors. That's all I'm saying. Just, look, I know you want to find her and that you feel indebted to her for some strange reason. Just don't go thinking that she's actually missing. It wouldn't surprise me if she turned up tomorrow, healthy as the day she left, creates some sob story about getting kidnapped when actually she'd just been with a, some guy for some time. I could not believe what I was hearing. This wasn't the Jackie that I knew. She came to me, scared. Scared of the German, of being stalked. That she was going to get killed. Dubridge could see the shock in my face and he sat back. Hey, look, maybe I'm wrong. I'm just saying, don't let her fool you. I'm telling you now, she's got a lot more going on upstairs than you might think. She's not some damsel in distress that you have to save. Well, maybe I didn't know who Jackie was. Not as well as someone like Kate may have, but still, she was a friend, wasn't she? So you walk into the forest, go on. Oh, oh yeah, I continued. Well, look, I walk into the forest and I come across a little house with a huge grave full of... Stop. Doobie suddenly interrupted. I was slightly taken aback. What? I'm just saying there was a... Stop, he said again, looking serious. I don't want to hear anymore. I was dumbfounded. I was about to start talking when he continued. I don't know what you saw or what you think you saw, but I don't want to hear about any graves full of kids and all that nonsense. But, I said... I never said it was kids. Dubich looked at me. He'd been caught out and he knew it. <laughs> yeah, I know, he said, taking a moment. But believe me, you're not the first person to say they've stumbled across somewhere like that. It's a myth. It's an old wives' tale. Monsters in the woods feeding on children. It's not real. Well, I'll tell you what, it looked pretty fucking real to me, I said. Has anyone actually been out there? Of course, time and again, but nothing. I've been up there myself, you know, like a dozen times. Kids stumble across it, they can't find their way back. Paths have changed, trails have gone, it's all very convenient. So I don't know what prank you're pulling, but it's sick. I mean, quite frankly, I thought more of you. I thought you were going to say that you caught this guy or something. Aren't you going to try and help us catch him? I thought I was trying to help find Jackie. Yes, and the killer and Father Reynolds and everyone. We're all pulling in the same direction here, remember. Just count your lucky stars that I'm watching your back. You think Graham's would let this go so easy? Your partner? The lady detective? I mean, where is she? He laughed. <laughs> I don't know. Well, no one does, to be honest. Put some time off or something, so do let me know if you bump into her as well. Now, come on, let's get you back. We drove back to my mum's and it was dead silent, horrifically awkward. I was still reeling. We were both having conversations with each other, but in complete and utter silence, if that makes sense. Just thinking about what the other had said, what the other knew and didn't know. 
I felt like I'd just survived a storm that, in fact, it hadn't actually finished. As soon as we got to my mum's, I opened the door and slammed it shut without uttering a word. I heard him drive off, and he left me there, entering my mother's house, trying to think of another excuse about my disappearance. But she was in the lounge. She was just watching TV. She didn't even turn around to say hello. All she said was, dinner's in the fridge. I wasn't hungry when I told her so, so I continued up to bed. I was trying to fathom what was going on here. Who was that figure in the woods who'd helped me escape if it was that person? Why was it a secret? The only thing that I could really comprehend was that if all these children were missing, then why was nothing being done about it? I mean, how could it have all been kept a secret? It just didn't make sense. These questions kept rolling around and around in my head. I couldn't figure any of it out. This seemed a lot bigger than just finding Jackie now. This is what, what was behind this town. What's lying underneath. And I knew that's where I needed to go. I fell asleep and began dreaming. I pictured myself being pushed down, held down, by children with no eyes. Just two big hollow pools of darkness staring into me. Pushing me into the bed, grabbing my arms. And I could feel them trying to somehow get inside my head, trying to absorb my soul through their empty, dark eye sockets, trying to draw me in. But then a drop of water just fell against my head. And then another. Tap, 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 tap. I suddenly got ripped out of my dream. The tapping was, was real. It was coming from my window. Tap, tap, tap. The hell was that? I got up, it was still pitch black. I grabbed a torch from under my bed and I shot it against the window, through the window. Tap, tap. What the fuck was that? Is that someone knocking on the glass? I stood there, silent, until... Tap, it hit again. I opened the window and shone down the torch and saw someone. It was a woman. She was naked. She must have been freezing. As I looked harder, I could see that she was all bruised and battered. I couldn't quite make out her face until she pulled her hair back behind her ears. And I realised it was someone I never thought I'd actually see again. It was Nicola, the stripper. And in the snow in front of her, she'd written with twigs and blood. Help me. If you enjoy the show, please leave a review on your podcast platform of choice. For more info, including how you can support the show, please visit anewwinter.com. Thank you for listening to A New Winter. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.